Hello, welcome to Sip Tea with Allie, and today I want to talk about some things that have been on my heart, um, because why not? So, I'm just going to kind of get right into it, but I've had a lot on my mind these days, a lot that I've been struggling with, a lot of just personal things, mentally and physically, um, some health problems, and you know lots of anxiety and whatnot and it's kind of been making me feel somewhat paralyzed if that makes sense and um i've been kind of what i call like paralyzed in my fear and in my hurt in my um you know physical pain all this kind of stuff and I, I think what I'm learning throughout all of this is the fragility of life and how, as human beings, we tend to want to know everything about our life all at once. We want everything to all be worked out. We want to know. We want to have it all together. We want to appear like we have it all together, you know? And we don't. We really don't. And we never will. And I think that's the this, the beautiful truth that comes with growing up and realizing these things and surrendering yourself to God. Because it's realizing that as much as we love those around us, as much as we love the things around us and the people, the places, everything, it can be taken with us from us within an instant. And that's something that I've been trying to remind myself because my life looks very different than those around me these days. Very different. And I've been prone to comparison. And to be honest, it's kind of, it, it's, it's a difficult thing to overcome because you do it subconsciously more often than not. More often than not, you're just kind of like, dang, I wish I had what they had, or I wish I could do what they do, you know, and especially when you feel like just kind of not yourself these days, or even this entire year, I kind of have been in their funk off and on, and it's kind of like learning to see the silver lining in things. I kind of talked about that in my previous episode and the beauty of doing that, but here I am in this episode talking about how that's a struggle. It's a struggle to to look at all the bad and say, wow, this is good, and I think God has been sending me these trials after trials, especially in this past month, as a way of helping me grow and detach and completely surrender to Him, because that's our main purpose in life, and I was becoming too dependent on worldly things for my peace but even though it felt like I never really had a peace of mind from worldly things I at least pretended that I did temporarily I pretended that I had it all together temporarily I pretended that I was okay and I was happy in my own skin but I wasn't truly happy in my own skin but now I'm learning what that means and that means letting go 
of people and things around you because sure like I will forever love my family and they're always going to be there for me but I know that life is fragile I know that one day each one of us is going to have to leave this this world and so I hold on to those precious moments I hug my family tighter I love them but I also have to realize that we're not always going to be together you know sometimes we'll have to go away we are all called to step back from ourselves and surrender to God and I know I said that in my last episode I kind of talked about that a bit and how you have to surrender at the beginning of each and every day and just because you say Lord I surrender myself to you doesn't mean like you can you're you're probably gonna have to keep repeating that to yourself over and over again each and every day that's something that I literally found myself doing today because I was about ready to blow a fuse because I was like upset about some things and I was getting super overwhelmed just kind of overstimulated with just you know noise all that kind of stuff and I found myself kind of turning into more of a hermit these days because of my anxiety and everything and I don't want it to be that way though I don't want it to get to a point where I'm like just completely shut off from the world but that does sound nice um (laughs) and I'm starting to try to realize that my life is gonna always look different from those around me I don't have to have what other people have to be happy and I think God, and I was talking to my dad about this last night because I was like, you know, I don't know. I'm so frustrated because no matter what I do, it always seems like I'm doing something wrong. And it seems like everyone around me kind of has it figured out. And I know that's not true, but at least they seem like they do. And and then I feel like I've accomplished nothing this year, you know, and I feel like I was really grasping at my purpose in this life. I was like, what is God doing with me? Because I feel like I haven't helped anyone. I feel like I haven't done anything. But I but I want to make a lasting impact, you know. I don't want to be just a gravestone in the ground. And Joe March says something like that. And she said that she doesn't want to be remembered by that. She wants to be remembered by something that she leaves behind that she's proud of and I personally want to leave behind kindness and love and and joy like I want to leave that behind for others that any person I come in contact with will feel that even if it's just temporary and that that's how they'll remember me by And they don't even have to remember me. That's another thing that I'm realizing too. Is I'm kind of like. In our world. We think that. The world kind of revolves around us. Not gonna lie. You know when we think about. Others around us. Sometimes we think about. What they're thinking about us. Is what I mean by that. And more often than not. we, We do tend to care what people think. We're kind of like how does this person view me, you know, like, do they, do they like me, 
do they, what are they thinking about me? Are they saying nice things about me? And it wasn't until recently that I was kind of like, okay, how can I like change this thought pattern? Because while it's completely normal to be kind of worried about what someone thinks about you and it can be slightly healthy at times, I would say that it's really, 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 really important to think about the fact that there might, like, people around you might never think about you. It's it's weird, and it's hard, and it's true. It's something that I'm realizing, too, is that people have their own lives, and if I, if they choose to not really let me be a part of their life, then that's, that's okay. And I know it's kind of like, ouch, how do I accept that? How do I accept the fact that, you know, things are changing and, you know, people are doing their own thing and it doesn't seem that they want to be around me, all this kind of stuff. Because then you start thinking, what did I do wrong? And then you start thinking, will I ever have any friends? You know, will I ever have what other people have? You start kind of asking yourself these questions and it's difficult because it's kind of like, how do you, how do you see the beauty in in letting go. And I feel like I've kind of talked about this before, but not really in in great depth. But I kind of want to bring up like Advent and um, Little Woman into this episode as well, tie it in because I've been thinking a lot about Advent since it's literally starting this Sunday. I'm so excited another liturgical year in the traditional calendar. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but I am a traditional Catholic. I attend a Latin, the, uh, I attend the Latin Mass. It's so beautiful, um, and I honestly have never regretted it ever. Um, I feel stronger in my faith. I feel closer to God, and it is truly beautiful and i think that it's the closest thing i've i have felt to heaven on earth like the closest thing i've ever experienced ever witnessed that feels like heaven on heaven that's come to earth and that's actually essentially what the mass is it's kind of like heaven temporarily coming down to earth um and i think one of the best things we can do to heal ourselves is attend the mass and receive the sacraments so as a catholic i have been taught the importance of attending mass you know it's our obligation and we shouldn't view it as a chore so when we choose to go on sunday or even every day um or maybe once during the week and then once and then obviously on sunday or saturday and I know the saints talked about this greatly, but in order to strengthen our relationship with God, we have to have the sacraments. That's why God gave us the sacraments. Um, And I saw this quote recently that said, it was like, um, you know, you have to have a life outside of just church on Sundays. Like, you have to have a spiritual life outside of just church on Sundays because... Just have just going to mass 
isn't enough. It's good. It gives you a lot of special graces. But it's not enough. Because in a society that is just kind of corrupt right now, going through a lot, going through a big spiritual battle, it is very, very important that we kind of armor up. There was a homily about this um, at Mass a few weeks ago, and um, our newer priest had a homily about this, and it was beautiful the way that he put it, and I took some notes. And he was talking about how we are called to armor up. You know, we have to put on our armor. We have to put on the armor that God has given us, which is like the sacraments. We have to receive the sacraments. We have to, you know, pray the rosary. We have to do these things because it helps us to draw closer to God and it helps us to fully surrender to him and give our life over to him. And that's essentially what defending the faith is, is by standing up for God and truth and for goodness and injustice. Um, and I was reading this assignment for my economics class and it was talking about Catholic social teaching. So St. John Paul II wrote this in papal encyclical called Centissimus Anus or something like that. And it's talking about social teaching. Um, you can correct me on the Latin if you know the Latin title, but basically it's essentially on Catholic social teaching. What it's it's about how involved the government and ruling and you know ruling classes in various countries should go about regulating businesses, um, laws, etc. Because in our society, we we see this culture that is that talks a lot about helping the poor, but does it really help the poor? No, not really. Um, you want to help the poor? Go out and serve the poor like Mother Teresa did. And he kind of talks about that. He said, we have to change our opinion about others. And we have to help the truly marginalized. Because those that are truly marginalized in our society are those that are not given a chance. Um, a chance to start over. A chance to make something of themselves. We can't just give them money. We can't just hand them these things. They have to work for them. And they have to be willing to not abuse them. And that's that's essentially what our country and what other countries should be doing in order to help man to fulfill their purpose. And this, I know you're probably thinking, wow, Allie, you were just jumping around all over the place in this episode. It's called, I'm just letting the Holy Spirit take over. This is what happens. And this is all going to connect in a way. Because the reason I bring up this document, this social teaching document that I had to like write like a two-page thing on, um, is the fact that Pope St. John Paul II had an amazing point. We are all called, like our purpose in society is to serve others to our fullest. That's what he says. And if serving others to our fullest means realizing the fact that that person 
might not want your help. That person might not want you around. That person might not be thinking about you. All those things that kind of hurt to think about. Like, if that means just letting go of that person because that's what they want, that's for the better, then we're called to do that. Because he spoke about the importance of government in the sense that anything, any sort of body of power should be, it should only exist for the purpose of maintaining just laws and the advancements of, you know, modern medicine, philosophy and stuff, as long as it, as it, like, corresponds with what is right and true and just and what, what, um, basically, as long as it supports human dignity from conception until natural death, but we can see our society doesn't believe in that anymore and it's one of the reasons why it's it's so corrupt and why third world countries are in the state that they are in because you know you have these these masses of power these communist countries that want to um that are taking over um that are not respecting human life at all stages you know are using euthanasia are using child labor these things that are wrong and um pope saint john paul ii just states that beautifully in his encyclical and i didn't read the entire thing it was a summary article of it it was about seven eight pages long and pretty tiny font but it was still just so amazing and now i feel really inclined to read the whole thing because I not only was it something that I felt like really helped me understand um, what the government really should be doing, and kind of where where we where where we kind of need to improve. It also helped me realize how like my role in society isn't that big. But it's, but it's still important. You know, everyone's role in society is small, but it's so important. And our lives are so sacred. And he writes about that. He says that we should all get basic human respect and human rights. We should all be able to make something of ourselves, to allow ourselves to be creative and express ourselves. And he said that when we serve, like, that's, we're fulfilling our main purpose in life, you know, it's called, it's like that transcendence, you know, thinking outside of ourselves, that's what we are called to do, you know, and God has a perfect example of this, and he states this, he's like, the crucifixion is the perfect example of this, you know, we are called to lay down our lives each and every day, and that might not mean dying for someone, but that might be just mean serving someone to our best abilities, even if that means letting go and realizing that you're just not a part of someone's life anymore. And that's something that has been a struggle for me because I've had to let go a lot of stuff this year and I'm just realizing it now. I'm just kind of letting it all hurt now. Realize that I had to hurt, I had to get. I had to let go of a lot of different things. I had to let go of, you know, certain dreams. I had to let go of 
a job because it was toxic. I had to let go of um, relatives that had died, um, you know, people that were no longer in my, you know, circle of influence anymore, um, which is like a choice theory term, you know, all these things. And I was like, is God doing this to make it easier for me to to grow up and move on and you know do something different but my dad was like no he's making it harder on you to allow you to detach and surrender to him because that's what we're all called to do and um I know I've mentioned this before but memento mori remember your death and this is something that is kind of brought up a lot in the Catholic Church during, like, Lent, because we often think about Ash Wednesday and kind of what that means, but I'm bringing this up it because Advent is coming up, and I mentioned that I wanted to talk about this. I wanted to talk about Advent. I wanted to bring in all this stuff, all these things that I've, I'm learning that, man, I am going through a lot of trials, but it could be worse. It could really be worse. And it's not even that bad. Like, it's, you have to recognize, too, that it's, like, God wouldn't send you something that you couldn't handle. So everything you're going through is totally, it's totally possible, and you're going to get through it, even if it's difficult. And another thing to also realize is the fact that it can't be as bad as purgatory. And I've, Again, I've probably mentioned purgatory in many episodes before, and it's something I definitely want to explore more, like the topic of purgatory, because I feel like it's it's not something that's very it's not it's it's not something that even Catholics really look at, you know, because we're kind of like oh you go to purgatory and then you go to heaven, but purgatory is not easy, guys. Like you're totally purging yourself of everything, and I mentioned that in my last episode it's hard, okay? It is very, very difficult, and I'm realizing that God is giving me this perfect opportunity to suffer on earth and start to purge. Like, it sounds difficult, it sounds horrible, but God is allowing me to to slowly detach, detach from myself to realize that people aren't thinking about me people, like, all these type of things, like, sure, people, people might be thinking about me and all that kind of stuff, but what I mean by that is the world doesn't revolve around me, it doesn't revolve around anyone, and in a society that teaches about, like, self-love and all this kind of stuff, it's in a very new-agey way, it's, it's hard to, like, understand what that really means what that entails like and what is healthy and what is true and all this kind of stuff because it's kind of like okay like how how do we realize that it's important to take care of ourselves and to love ourselves for who God created us to be but like how do we do that in a way where it's not it's not selfish it's not prideful because I think the way that our society paints it, it's very, very prideful. And even though they will say again and again, oh, it's, this is different, guys. Like, it's okay. Like, I was listening to a podcast um, the other day, and it was talking about 
um, this woman who was part of the New Age movement, but, you know, um, converted to Christianity, like, real Christianity, not what she thought was Christianity, and kind of was rebirthed in God's mercy, kind of, like, as she put it, but, um, and she was talking about how the idea of self-love in our society is a very new agey belief, and, um, because our society is very self-centered, and it tells us, oh, you take care of yourself, you do all these things, and you're just, you're gonna make the world a better place, and while it is important to take care of yourself, it is important to love yourself in, in a way that God made you to be, but you, I think what what I'm getting at and what this woman was getting at in her, in this podcast episode, I would tell you the, the podcast name, I can't remember it, but it was, my mom had it on in the car and, um, I think it's by the lady who does like the pop culture politics podcast. She has another podcast, so you could probably look into that. Um, anyways, uh, basically, we have to realize that the world doesn't revolve around us and sometimes God sends us trials and and things as a means of helping us to detach and to to look outside of ourselves and to abandon ourselves to him. I'm not calling out people and saying you are selfish, you are horrible, you need to go repent. No, I mean to be honest all of that is true for all of us. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything, okay? That, I'm just telling you the truth, and that's another thing this, this woman talked about. She said that our society sugarcoats everything. You know, there, there are these, you know, false prophets and things that say, oh, Jesus loves you. You don't need to repent. You, you go and get baptized. Oh, you're saved for life. Like, that is, no, <laughs> you know, like, when we get baptized, we have original sin washed away, but the stain of that is still there, and we are still imperfect human beings, and we're gonna sin. None of us are perfect. None of us. And that's the faulty human thinking, is we strive for perfection. Like, we might not even realize it, but we strive for perfection, you know, our straight A's, our success at a job, our success in our relationships, all these things, we're striving towards perfection when we should really be asking ourselves, how can I serve God best? How can God use me? How can he do that? And, you know, when I mentioned Advent, like a few minutes ago, I was talking about how memento mori is really important to remember every single day but even in advent because i think advent is a perfect period of time where you can think about rebirth um it's a we're called to a rebirth in in christ so memento mori means remember your death and um, my dad had me read this thing that this priest wrote in the 19th century last night. It was about death and the three different kinds of death. Um, kind of like the death of the soul, the death of the body, all that kind of stuff. And he said that when he read it, he it made him 
really step back from himself and realize our sole purpose in life is to know, love, and serve God. And it's simply that. And as long as we are striving towards sainthood, we are trying to keep a clean soul and heart and we're serving God, like, and the other death, I'm going to mention the other death if you're curious, but the other death was um, the death of, like, oneself and worldly goods. So this is a death that the religious life, um, those in the religious life experience is what this priest was saying, how they give up everything, they give up themselves. And um, so those are the three different kinds of death, you know, the death of the, of the soul from mortal sin, the death of the, um, the body. So when we, when we actually die physically and, you know, our separate, our souls and our bodies are separated. And then we have basically like a death of ourselves and the end of the world. Um, that's the third kind of death. So those are the three different kinds of death. And my dad was saying how as long as we are are striving towards sainthood and are we we are avoiding that spiritual death, the death of the soul, you know, we we are that's our purpose basically. You know, we're serving God to our fullest. We're doing those things that we need to do and we're striving towards heaven in hope that we fall into purgatory, you know, because we, that's the only form of quote-unquote perfection that we should ever try to, to achieve, basically, is what this priest was saying, what my dad was saying, all this kind of stuff, and it's just been a, it was an interesting conversation, it was something I really needed to have, because I've been struggling with stuff, as I mentioned, and I'm not gonna get into all the details, but basically, a lot happened this past week, and basically this entire year, and I have spent a lot of time beating myself up, pushing myself down, um, feeling like I am literally the most annoying person ever, and that my life doesn't matter, all these things, um, and... I've kind of hit a lot of rock bottom type of points throughout these past several months. It's not something I really like to talk about. Um, and basically, I'm starting to finally learn what it means to surrender. And I feel like I've told you guys that oh, I'm learning what it means to surrender, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think it's, it's a battle I will face every single day. Because this is the battle that God has given me to face in this life. You know, the battle of anxiety, the battle of um, pride, you know, all these things. But I'm learning that it's just so, so important to let ourselves, like, die. Like, let ourselves die of worldly things, basically, to detach. And I think while the religious are those in the religious life are basically called to do that completely. It's basically what they're doing um, when they enter the religious life. Even the lay are called to do that in their own way, in a different way. And, um, you know, we are called to do what Pope St. John Paul II 
was writing about in this encyclical, you know, we are called to serve God and others to our fullest. That's our purpose. And that's what the government should be promoting. All this kind of stuff. This respect for human life at all stages. All these things. And the reason why I'm talking about all these different things. I'm jumping through hoops. I'm going all over the place. I'm running in circles. Basically, this whole episode is a maze. Is because that's kind of... Well, first, that's a visual for like how my life has kind of been recently. But basically, what I'm saying by that is... I think God has been trying to show me in various signs all these different moments in my life, especially in this past week, that he is doing something really important with my life right now. And it might not seem like it, but he is. And I want to remind you guys that too. And I, I'm i kind of encouraging you guys since Lent is coming up, not Lent, <laughs> Advent is coming up, to to maybe like, Think about how Advent is a time of rebirth, you know, and in the traditional church, it is the start of a new liturgical year. It's just like that fresh start. And I'm, and I think, you know, even though it's not a new year yet or anything like that, I say in that it basically is. Um, and I think God is kind of trying to help me with these things and help me realize these things so that way I might enter Advent in a new, looking at life in a new light and seeing the beauty in the struggle. Because I know I've been trying to tell you guys that and I know I've been trying to work on that and everything. Everything I talk about are things that I'm trying to work on, things that I'm trying to strip myself of, all that kind of stuff. Um, And I'm just trying really hard, you know? I think one of my one of the things that I can there's been a few things I've been struggling a lot with this past month, but it's like, you know, losing, basically a a loved one dying. Um, we had to get rid of a pet. Um, I my hormones and stuff have been causing a lot of health problems. Um, I have been really anxious as a result of that, Um, a lot of stuff that I've been really freaking out about in terms of the future, haven't been motivated to get anything done, and now I'm kind of behind, Um, I fainted for the first time, and that was just a really scary experience for myself, Um, I'm going to, I just pulled this out, and I'm going to read to you guys um, one of the things that, um, I think it might be paragraph 25 in um, JP2's document. I'm going to read it to you because I feel like it's kind of tying into all of this. But, moreover, man who was created for freedom bears within himself the wound of original sin, which constantly draws him toward evil and puts him in need of redemption. The social order will be all the more stable. The more it takes this fact into account and does not place in opposition personal interest in the interest of society as a whole, but rather seeks ways to bring them into fruitful harmony. When people think they possess the secret of a perfect social organization, which makes evil impossible, they also think that they can use as means, including violence and deceit, in order to bring that organization into being. Politics then becomes a secular religion, 
which operates under the illusion of creating paradise in this world. So kind of an example of what's going on in our society today and how people are are, are treating politics as this sort of religion. Like, you know, bad politics, bad politics, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, there were a few, I noticed there were a few parts that the author of this article chose to, like, leave out of that paragraph just to kind of shorten it a bit. Um, so just keep in mind that there was, like, maybe a few sentences that were taken out of that paragraph in this, in what I just read. So there might be a little bit more meat to that, um, in the original document, but I think it's just, he puts that in a beautiful way. Um, and it's kind of interesting how this document on Catholic social teaching kind of helps me realize a lot in addition to other things going on in my life and really reflecting on what the Advent season means this week, you know, because we're about to enter into a new liturgical year. All this stuff, um, I think, just letting go. It's a lot of letting go, and I think that it might be one of the hardest things we'll ever have to experience in this life, you know, letting go of those that, that you know, have died, letting go of past regrets, letting go of mistakes, letting go of what could have happened, you know, those what-ifs, letting go of, of ourselves and allowing God to use us um, and realizing that if we do that that's all we're really called to do like we're living our life to our fullest you know you don't have to be a millionaire you know or have a boyfriend or have all these things to be happy you know I think we are called to be happy alone by ourselves like just living our life for God And I feel like it's a very difficult thing to realize and experience. And I know I've been really battling with the whole thought. um, The thought of, well, maybe people really don't think about me that often and that's okay. You know, maybe people don't have to. Maybe I need to start learning to let go. Learning to just think completely outside of myself and I'm not just saying this like I have it all figured out now I am I'm gonna do this this is this is something I can start right now no this is just the beginning of a very long and and difficult journey but it's a beautiful journey that I'm worth going on for God and it's something that I know is 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 basically essential in the path towards sainthood. Um, I I think what I've been really feeling recently is that I'm a burden um, to those around me, and that I really just haven't been contributing much. Um, and I'm worried that I'm like, you know, too self centered, all these things, and so. Um, I think learning to just detach and let go and surrender to God is the best thing I can do during these, you know, difficult times of my life because, you know, this might not even be the most difficult thing I'm going to have to go to, go, go through, um, but this is only making me stronger. This is only making me 
surrender to God more, to look outside of myself and to realize that there is beauty in being alone. There is beauty in realizing that, you know, our life has basically like each individual's life has so much purpose and when we feel that it doesn't, we must look to the cross. And um, I, I was going to confession this weekend, and that's what that's what the priest said. He says, when we feel, you know, vanity or any of those things that we are struggling with, then, you know, I, I struggle with vanity in the sense that I care too much about what others think about me, or I, or I, I'm worried that, like, I'm too much for people, all this kind of stuff. And so I pull away, I pull back, I hide, I do these, I do these things. And, um, basically what the priest was saying, like his advice was like, you know, we are called to just look to the cross, you know, and he wanted me to read a Matthew chapter 23, you know, he said that this is when Jesus died on the cross and he did something the hardest thing he ever had to do and he did it for us you know and when we feel those temptations we feel those those difficult moments come you know they we feel them coming and they're and we're experiencing them and we're struggling with certain vices or whatnot we look to the cross and we make a resolution at the beginning of each day and even throughout the day by telling ourselves, I'm going to work on this today. And we ask God for the for the grace to do so, for um, the ability to do so throughout our day. And when we feel those temptations coming or we, as soon as we realize what we did, you know, make a little note of it or uh, you could do that on your phone, you know, make make a tally mark or all that kind of stuff. And then you and then the you're called to um, examine your conscience at the end of each day. So that way you're able to to kind of like see where you where you need to improve, what you need to work on and kind of give yourself over to God um, before the day ends. So you're not like sinking in this guilt or anything, but you know, you are, you're asking God for the grace to start again when the new day comes. Um, so that way you can do it again in the morning. And he said that St. Ignatius of Loyola did this. And he said, what's amazing about taking note of, you know, what, where basically like, all the things that you did throughout the day that were kind of like not great at all, which makes it easier for one, it makes it easier for you to kind of examine your conscience better when you go to confession. Um, basically, like St. Ignatius said that this is so amazing to do because it allows us to look back and see ourselves improving over time. And it allows us to see where we should work where we still need to improve um and i just think that's a beautiful way of just approaching our vices approaching you know those things that we really need to get rid of in our life those bad habits whatever it may be that are basically just holding us back from giving ourselves entirely over to god and everyone around us and so it's something that i know that i feel 
like God has been trying to remind me just so clearly, you know, in these past several days, um, it's just, it's so important. And it's something that I am hoping to work on. I'm hoping to improve on. And I, I'm hoping that I can become more humble and I can look outside myself because even though I've been going through difficult things and I've been wanting people to sympathize for me, all this kind of stuff, um, I'm realizing that that's not important. It's not, it's not at all. Um, you know, it's, it, don't get me wrong. It's great to have sympathy. It's great to have people care, all this stuff. But, um, I'm realizing the importance of just surrendering ourselves completely over to God because I think I, I, I've been kind of thinking about how um, I've kind of been feeling quite lonely lately and I'm like, whoa, why does it seem like nobody stays? Why does it seem like just I do something wrong or all this stuff? Um, and I'm realizing that um, God was there all along. And he's been trying to show me. And sometimes that means kind of knocking us down a bit. So that way we can we can see ourselves in a new light. And, you know, try to abandon ourselves, you know, and completely rely on God. Like, that's the purpose for... Like, that's the purpose behind trials and sufferings in this life, you know, and, um, you know, I'm finally kind of realizing that I think I always kind of knew that, but it's not, it's not an easy thing I ever wanted to accept. And when I have felt alone, when I have felt just like nobody cares, you know, which is, is false. I'm this, that, that's another thing too, is when, you're an overthinker and there's a lot going on and everybody's living their own lives, you tend to convince yourself that nobody cares, so just shut up and hide. And um, I've kind of been prone to do that recently. And first of all, it's never wrong to ask anyone for prayers, ask for any advice or anything. It's not wrong to do that. But I think more often than not, the devil will try to tempt us and tell us that we aren't loved, we aren't wanted, like nobody cares, all these things. And it's not true, but it it seems like it could be true. It seems like, um, you know, we, we're, nobody likes us, all this kind of stuff. But that's not true. That's not true at all because God laid down his life for us by sending his only son. You know, Jesus, fully man, fully divine. And he died on the cross for us. It's like the, um, you know, like Jesus. He would leave the 99 to get the one. If we were that stray sheep, he would go after us. And I've I've been feeling like that stray sheep recently. 
my faith life hasn't been as strong. I've been struggling in different aspects of my life and Jesus has been chasing after me and I've been like this dumb little little sheep just running around and trying to find my own way back when he's been, you know, there with open arms all along saying, no, like, just come to me. I care. I love you. You know, I gave you a family and all this stuff, you know, and it's like, wow, how beautiful is that? How true is that? But will, oh, will the devil try to try to use the heck out of, you know, the idea that nobody cares? Because when you're anxious and you overthink, you convince yourself things. And things start to become true, even if they're not true. You start to think that things are reality. Those things that you convince yourself in your head. And it's hard because it does seem easy to just be anxious. It does seem easy to just sit in our habits, to to sit in our hurt. But it's not what we're called to do. Um, we're called to abandon ourselves completely to God. And it's something that I'm hoping that God will help me to do, that he'll give me the grace to do. And I'm hoping that he will help me to inspire others to do so because this isn't an easy journey. It isn't an easy journey. Um, but we're called to abandon ourselves. We're called to be selfless and, and loving and there for people. We're called to just serve others to our fullest and um and just keep on praying we're called to just die of ourselves we're called to remember our death because life is fragile life is oh so fragile and um that actually reminds me of a song that i found last year during advent and it's called Looking for a Savior by United Pursuit and Will Reagan. But I'm actually going to suggest a different song because that song kind of talks about the fragility of life and all that kind of stuff. But the real song I want to suggest that I feel like really um, just kind of put these thoughts in my heart this morning was um, You Heard My Name by Taylor Tripodi. I don't know if I'm saying her last name right. Tripod, tripody. I don't know. Um, it's T R I P O D I, Taylor, tripody. I don't know. And she has a beautiful song called "You Heard My Name." It is so beautiful, and I have it on my Lent playlist, I believe, and I just put it on my Advent playlist. And it talks about Jesus dying on the cross for us what Jesus had to go through um, in order to allow us to be with him in heaven. And even Jesus was tempted. Even Jesus wanted to, you know, he asked God. He was like, is there another way? You know, he wanted to to give up because he felt the 
as a human, you know, he felt that the weight of all of our sins and he felt the pain that we experience in this life due to sin, due to, due to original sin. And I just think it's, it's just a beautiful song of replaying of like, um, I guess just kind of displaying that. And I feel like it just replays the whole passion story in my head just so vividly. And it talks about kind of like how he did that because he saw hope in us. He saw that we had a purpose that that we deserved this because we're his we're his children and he loves us and you know God put us on this earth for a purpose and it's so important that we serve him and that we abandon ourselves to him because of this reason, you know, and this just shows that he, he loves us so dearly. And I think it, one of the reasons why I put it on my Advent playlist is because that's why Jesus came into the world for us on Christmas Day. And so he could die on the cross for us. And this is something I, st- I really was reflecting on last year during Advent, and it has a completely different meaning to me now. Um, but Advent is such a bittersweet time for me. I always seem to be going through some difficult things during Advent and Lent, but it's perfect timing because it really reminds me of the purpose of our, of suffering, the purpose of our life, um, and how God just sees so much beauty in our brokenness and wants to hold us. He wants to, you know, have his arms open wide for us. And, you know, Advent and Lent are like a death and a rebirth. And it's so, so beautiful. Um, And I just, I feel like this song really talks about that and how a simple little baby boy who was born in a stable came into the world for us. And he is the king of kings. And he died on the cross for us. Um, I just feel like that song is just so beautiful at describing that. It gives me chills every time. It makes me cry every time. Um, just kind of talking about this is making me tear up. I was like starting to choke up and I was like, stop, let's not, let's not do that. Um, (laughs) I just think it's a really, really beautiful and important song. Um, especially for this time of year, especially for everything that I'm talking about. It's just a very healing song for me. It's something I really love to revisit um, during this time. So I just I just want to recommend You Heard My Name. And then another song I really, really like, which is perfect for um, Advent, is Sweet Baby Jesus by Carrie Underwood. Oh, I love this song so much because... It's talking about how, again, it's that it's talking about the birth of Jesus and how he was born in the lowly stable, but he's the king of kings and he is here to die on the cross for us. That's the purpose, you know, and I feel like that's the real meaning behind Christmas that people often forget. They think it's. It's just like gingerbread and Christmas lights and all those fun things. It's watching all those Christmas movies, listening to all the Christmas music and buying all the things, being very, very just consumer minded. Um, 
and I just think it's it's a beautiful song that reminds you the importance of of Advent of of Christmas why we have it and it helps us to really just look outside of ourselves look outside of what is what is popular in society during this time of year, which is just being a consumer and it allows us to be a giver and to abandon ourselves, Um, which I'm going to mention another song because it's another great song I love listening to during, um, actually two, because it's by the same artist, Francesca Batticelli. Um, She has Heaven Everywhere and Behold Him. Both talk about um, how especially heaven everywhere talk about how it's like during christmas time like it just feels like heaven is everywhere but why can't it be like this all year round you know why can't we give back to charities you know why can't we pray for others or help others or be kind and loving like we like we do during the holiday season why why is it only during christmas time and why is it only during this time of year that we really show people that we care for them and that we love them? You know, we basically give of ourselves to others during the holidays. That's what we're called to do. But why can't we do this all year round? You know, why can't we spread heaven everywhere? And that's kind of the purpose of the song. And it just, it always makes me teary eyed. I like kind of listening to it throughout the year. Same thing for Behold Him, because that song talks about you know, people going through different trials, you know, talks about a man who lost his job, someone who lost a loved one, maybe a spouse or something. It's just, it's such a beautiful song. And it really just reminds you the importance of, of giving back and giving of ourselves during this time of year and how we're all called to do this all year round. Um, and I me- I know I mentioned that I really wanted to talk about Little Women in this episode, but this episode is kind of going much longer than I had hoped. But I do think Little Women and Advent and all these different things would be a great topic to keep on expanding on, um, especially in these upcoming weeks with Advent literally just around the corner and Christmas coming up. And Little Women has actually... Um, helped me grow in my faith in a weird way um and I think it would be really interesting to expand on that it's so beautiful um and I I, I'm just relating so much to Joe and and Meg in this it's I, I I don't know there's something about it I can't even read a ton at once because I'm just taking it all in I feel like this is gonna take it's gonna take me ages to finish this book at this rate because it's about my copy is about 450 pages or something very very long but it's so beautiful so I'm not gonna touch on that right now I'm just gonna kind of weave that I got lots of stuff I have to do it's been a crazy busy week I'm Kind of make me a little sad because I was hoping to relax this week, but um, I got behind due to stuff last week, and now I'm kind of trying to catch up. So, it's okay. It's going to be fine. It's purgatory time, right? Um, I just hope that you all have a wonderful holiday week, especially um, with Advent coming up. Just... I hope that Advent is just a wonderful season of rebirth and just renewal 
for us all and not in the new agey kind of way of rebirth and renewal no I mean by basically looking outside of ourselves and surrendering ourselves to God realizing our sole purpose as human beings is to know love and serve God and to be a reflection of his love and his light and that's another thing that the priest was telling me in confession is just that's just so important we're called to be beacons of light um and we should be doing that all year round and I think it's just I feel like Advent is just an important reminder of that all and it's just such a beautiful season I love so much and if you want more Advent like songs I have tons of Advent um songs that I can give you guys I actually have an Advent playlist on my Spotify account you probably won't be able to find my Spotify account because my name is literally just Allie um, with a picture of Joe March, but maybe you can do some digging. I don't know, um, but I could always send you a playlist. I could share it somehow, um, but it's just those songs are very meaningful to me, mean a lot, and have helped me go through a lot. Um, not like go through a lot but it's they've helped me get through a lot if you know what I mean so those are my suggestions in terms of music for now um I feel like I guess my book suggestion would be We Little Woman it's a great book um great book to start during the holiday season it really talks about giving and stuff at the beginning and the girls are all they're all struggling with a lot of vices and that's the beautiful thing about the book is Louisa May Alcott does not paint them in a way where they are like perfect little angels. They have their flaws. They have their their vanities, these things that make them imperfect, but they all work on them. They all grow up to be these amazing little women and even when they're older, they still have they still make mistakes. They still have these trials. Um but, you know, it's just, it's all centered around really good themes, um, and it's just a great book to read during the holiday season, I feel like, and just read throughout the year in general, but maybe start during the holiday season. I don't know, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. It's been a really fun read so far, so I'm enjoying that. It's really helping me a lot, and I just wanted to throw that out there for you guys because it's just... It's a good book to read, I feel like. Um, and yeah, those would be my suggestions. And um, maybe you guys could look up that Catholic encyclical. Maybe, I, maybe I'll maybe i end up reading the whole entire thing. But yeah, I'm just going to share that. I just shared that with you guys because I felt like it just, it was so important. And I feel like it's important for our society to hear. It's something that I was really passionate about when I was answering the questions for my assignment all that kind of stuff so I just got really excited about that um I just wanted to dive deeper I'm excited to talk about it in my upcoming class next week so yeah it'll be a nice it's nice to have a break but I'm really excited to talk about that it's my classmates are amazing I love that class so I'm really excited to expand on that and maybe I'll have some interesting points I can bring up in my next episode um that I don't know maybe we'll we'll come up with something in my class that we're all like 
mind boggled by and I can share that with you guys. Anyways, take care and happy holidays.